Mystics and Mulder, a podcast at the intersection of faith and popular culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Maeve. <laughs> Hello! It's been so it's, long. It's been <laughs> 10 months. So, yeah. Well, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm, mm, indeed. <laughs> and I'm sure all of our our um fans have just been so longing <laughs> for our voices <laughs> our inbox full our dms oh. crying truly <laughs> google had to shut down because their servers just couldn't handle <laughs> the amount of emails we had in our gmail account <laughs> it was just the little dinosaur the, like the google dinosaur running oh, for yeah for 10 months on end <laughs> oh my gosh could you imagine life without google for 10 months i, I don't want to think about it 10 months we'd find something else we'd bring back ask jeeves, ask jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd have to lower ourselves to using bing oh my gosh <laughs> that shows up on my computer at work automatically and it's really distressing I feel like I have a okay. virus on my computer or something every time I see Bing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Internet Explorer. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it oh, back to goodness. 2005. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, what are we talking about today? Oh, we are talking about a pilgrimage to Tizay. Yay! To Zay. Uh, do you want to talk a little about little bit about why we decided to sure. do a topic on to do a episode on to Zay? I would love to. So we have both been to to Zay. I was introduced mm-hmm. to it back in the day, 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I was in my first year of college, and I was like, "What is this wonderful mythical?" monastical, ecclesiastical, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) sabbatical sabbatical, um, place where I can listen to music, participate in a community, chant, even Mm. my spirituality with Mm -hmm. others from around the world. Um, And so that's how I first heard of it. And I never went during undergrad, but I finally, in my third year, the, well, after my third year of divinity school, I have graduated. I do have my MDiv now. Yes. Heck Yay. yeah. Mediv. <laughs> After Mediv. you, Mediv. <laughs> Y'all couldn't see it, but on the video, Maeve tipped her hat a little bit. <laughs> Literally two people as many of us laughed and everyone else just shut it off. <laughs> the two people are us listening back to the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be like that. Um, Mm-hmm. So I went with a group of students and like affiliated people with my divinity school and it was a heck of a time. So we thought we haven't done an episode on pilgrimage yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe this could be kind of like an introduction to pilgrimage. A primer, yes, if you will. Yes, thank you. So Sarah, do you have anything to add or any any discussion of why we decided to choose to say today to say today <laughs> um that's their that's, yeah exactly 
Um, I just think it's been um, like for both of us have it to say has been a meaningful uh, means of worship for us. And also I think in our communities, it's also been uh, pretty prominent. And so I think you know, talking about it and also spreading, you know, evangelizing for (laughs) today. Proselytizing. Proselytizing. Um, Yeah. Always speak about today and when necessary, use words. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, So, yeah, that's that's why we're doing today today, our daily today. Episcopal chaplaincy at Harvard decided might as well take a group. Um, There was a group of about 20 of us ranging from, I think, sophomores in college to PhD students. Yeah. And then also like um, religious, spiritual leaders in our community. And so it's a pretty big group and it was pretty, um, it was like a wide range and experience. People had been there before, mm-hmm. people who had even traveled to France, like I had never traveled to France before. Um, so experience with Tizay, um, different areas of study, lots of different religious traditions as well. <laughs> um, like I'm Presbyterian, everyone knows I'm Presbyterian. We also had Episcopalians, um, oh. some Orthodox friends, uh, some people who didn't identify with anything, but just went for like the experience or wanted to learn more about their spirituality. Um, I had a Jewish friend as well who was there. So yeah, it was very, very cool. Very cool mix of people, very mm-hmm. interfaith, multi-faith, which, you know, we love to see. And today I think is a really great space to facilitate some of those interfaith, at least like multi-denominational, although a denomination is I feel like the more time I spend in to say more I realize that word is super like United States based and mm. that other countries don't always like have the distinction of denominational or if they do they don't call it that um so that was pretty revealing interesting to me um but anyways yeah those those were just kind of the logistics we were there for a week uh we stayed in bunk beds essentially so it kind of felt like summer camp. There was a lot of green space, um, a great cheese market just down the oh, road, yeah. a few mm-hmm. midnight strolls under the stars. So it was it's kind of like summer camp for adults, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, grown up youth group nerds. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Did you have a lot of um, school groups when you were there, like children? Oh, children? Mm Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Um, No, I don't think there was anyone under 16 16 or 15. I didn't see a a child in sight. I guess child was like, I I met like high schoolers, (laughs) which (laughs) not like like elementary schoolers, but Mm -hmm. I... Yeah, children was wrong word. <laughs> there were there were a few. There were some university groups and then some mm-hmm. um, 
younger high school-ish, but then there were some high schoolers who were there on their own as well. Oh, I met wow. one from Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So brave. So brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can, I mean, that they know about it at such a young age and they can just get there so easily. Can you Ugh. imagine? There was someone who had taken a 10-hour bus and I was like, dang, the commitment. But also there's a bus that you can just take like consecutively 10 hours to get to Tizay. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Whoa, a nonstop bus to Tizay? That's what I want. Dang, yeah. Ugh. Hmm. Anyways, so how did you find out? I mean, we both went to the same college, but (laughs) how did you find out about Tizay, Sarah? And how did you like end up part of this group? Um, so yeah, as, as, you're referring to Davidson had a monthly Tizay service um, and it's I think like fairly popular in terms of <laughs> chaplain chaplain's office events goes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I you know really I enjoyed those services I think uh, it was a good time for me to practice being you know some meditation and being still mm-hmm. um and I really liked the music and I just had to have more of it and plus <laughs> I just had heard really great things about it from um some of our classmates who had gone in the past um and the chaplains themselves who had gone so when the time came, I was like, heck yeah, sign me up. And so I went with, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 other students mm-hmm. uh, from Davidson. And we went with the college chaplain, with the uh, Episcopal campus minister, with another Presbyterian campus minister, and I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> on this on our way back, our <laughs> our bus was like super late. Like we didn't think it was gonna come, so we were just standing out in front of Tizay at like three o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh! Like, is our bus gonna get here, or are we just gonna like be abandoned in Tizay? Oh <laughs> wait. Okay. Also. I went to Tizay mm-hmm. in March of 2020. <laughs> I forgot that. Oh my God. So, and we weren't allowed to have um, our phones with us because. Um... <laughs> I And listen, people, I knew this, but to hear it from your mouth right now is astounding. <laughs> Every time I tell it, just comes back to me and I'm like this was one of the wildest things that I've ever lived through Mm -hmm. so we like we didn't have our phones because our we are um like the our leaders the chaplains wanted us to make sure that we we were present and focused um and not just like scrolling through Instagram but in today so um the only people who had phones in our group were the leaders and every day we would hear about cases 
mm. slowly increasing and inching up toward Tizay. Oh my God. So when, and then when we got to the airport, that was the day that Trump just kept like saying things about like, no one's allowed to come back in. Um, even though it wasn't like actual law, you know? So, um, we, there were, there were a few hours when we were like, are we going to be able to, <laughs> to get back into oh the country? Um, thankfully right. we were. And then yeah. when we got back to campus, the administration was just like, oh yeah, just wipe down your bags. It'll be fine. Cause you know, this we was before know. we had any we idea what COVID was at that point, you know, we exactly. were just infecting everything. The, exactly. The thought the thought of me being on a massive international plane mm -hmm. without a mask at this moment is terrifying yeah. to me. And the fact that we did that yeah. <laughs> and didn't get COVID is truly a miracle. Yeah. I just got um, chills. And then I <laughs> it's, it's oh truly God. one of like one of I think my best stories because it's so wild. Mm -hmm. Um and then when we got back, like a few days later to say closed down for several months right. and no one was allowed to like I think all the the volunteers were sent yeah. home um so it was just the monks hanging out by themselves and um oh my goodness it didn't reopen until recently yeah I think so 2021 <laughs> I think they were closed for a year at least yeah, yeah. so we were like one of the <laughs> the last groups in today before it closed down um and then our lives changed <laughs> truly <laughs> what a story anywho that's my <laughs> other than like some some nice calming moments um that's my biggest and greatest today story <laughs> wow wow I'm not sure how to segue out of this I'm a little <laughs> stunned <laughs> It's okay. I honestly just forgot about that until just now. Like I didn't even write it in our show notes and I am surprised anyway. <laughs> so babe, what is a pilgrimage? <laughs> what is a pilgrimage? Um, it is, I'm going to do this without what notes and then you thing? can read your notes. Ooh. Yeah, this is off the top of my head. Okay. A pilgrimage is when someone sets out on a travel, a journey, whether that's mm. by foot, by car, by bike, by plane. Now I'm just listing modes of transportation, all of them. <laughs> I love them. One place to another, horse, <laughs> horse and buggy, <laughs> wagon. Camel. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um and the purpose is for a deepening of um a spiritual cause mm -hmm. religious identity mm -hmm. sometimes you can travel to see a particular person who is important in the tradition um an object a site maybe that has a lot of significance or the journey can simply be kind of like an inspirational meditative uh, more mm. quiet, reflective way to deepen spirituality. But generally, there's like a beginning and an end point, and then you go back from where you came. So what are what's your definition of a pilgrimage, Sarah? Yeah, 
I mean, it's pretty similar, um, a journey to a certain place with the goal of greater understanding of yourself, of your community, of the divine or the sacred. Um, and I think less, so it's less so now, but I mean, originally, you know, pilgrimages were to some type of, to some sort of, um, spiritual place, like usually a church to, uh, touch or see, uh, a relic of, um, like a finger bone of St. Thomas or something, you know, <laughs> for, for healing or, um, for just some sort of blessing. But I feel like now the emphasis is more on the, the journey itself. Mm, that's you know? very true. The healing part. I feel like that's where, I mean, people will go to shrines or again, like mm. relics, um, or, you know, get water or some earth and keep it and, you know, bring it back. Mm -hmm. And the combination of like prayers and the object and the experience are supposed to kind of like have healing qualities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of healing. <laughs> Every which way you look, someone's getting healed. <laughs> you get healing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just the Holy Spirit mm. as Oprah. <laughs> Wasn't Canterbury Tales supposed to be a pilgrimage and just random people traveling together? They're going to a specific site. Yeah. 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 They were going to Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury Cathedral yeah and it was like the Mary Monk and a bunch of rich women yeah. is what I remember mm, yeah I was a, a great English major as you can tell and I don't remember <laughs> um I don't even know what's at Canterbury I mean I guess some relic but who knows, who knows what? what was there what 700 was years ago yeah. yeah maybe some like splinter of wood mm. from the cross or something uh, one can only hope <laughs> in my dreams What's the difference between pilgrimage and travel? Hmm. I feel like uh, pilgrimages, every time I say that word, I feel like I'm saying it wrong because it's just, I don't know, feels weird. It has yeah. a weird mouth feel. Anyway. Pilgrimages. 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 Anyway. Um, <laughs> pilgrimages, <laughs> I feel like, are less structured. They welcome mm -hmm. wandering. Mm -hmm. Um, you can kind of dilly dally, if you will, mm. to thither mm -hmm. and yawn. <laughs> <laughs> thither and yawn. Um, and there's also some sense of like pushing yourself to the limit, um, because mm, it's a yeah. lot of. I mean, if you walk or bike, you just have to keep going. You know, doing like ten to twenty miles a day. And you're always mm -hmm. constantly pushing to that next kind of marker on the horizon line. So there's kind of like a physical component. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where I feel like in travel, 
at least the way I travel. <laughs> it's, it's very leisurely. <laughs> it's more about pleasure and <laughs> relaxation. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, today, for those who aren't familiar with it, is a ecumenical Christian monastery in Tizay, France. So it has both Catholic and Protestant brothers. And there's also a convent that's connected to it. That's right. It's it's in a different town, mm-hmm. but it's like neighboring towns. Yeah. Ten minutes walk between. And they have, I know they host mm-hmm. um, like silent retreats for people from Tizay. Did you do that, Maeve? Yeah, I didn't. They didn't recommend it for... It was my first time in Tizay, and they always are very hesitant to let a first timer do the silent retreat because they want to make sure people are getting the full Tizay experience. Um, yeah, but someone from our trip, an artist, did because she wanted to like use the meditative practice as a time to focus on her art as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she did the full week. You have an option to do like, I think three or four days silent, and then you mm-hmm. can do the full seven days, and that's what she did, which. I mean, I would love to go back or like in the United States, Mm -hmm. create something similar, silent retreats. That's so appealing to me, Um, but I didn't get to do it, unfortunately. Maybe next time. There were a few people in my group that did it, and they said that the convent had better food. Really? So they got unlimited chocolate. And we had to stick with just the two two little squares, the two bricks Mm -hmm. for morning. Oh, we have to talk about the food too. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Well, first let's talk about the history and then we can move (laughs) on to the food. (laughs) I'm getting excited. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. We have so much to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about the history. Well, it was founded by uh, brother Roger Schutz in 1940 who was a reformed protestant or i saw in some other places presbyterian which i didn't know so represent (laughs) (laughs) so at the start of world war ii he felt called to serve those who were suffering from conflict as his maternal grandfather grandmother had done during the first world world war so he rode his bicycle from Geneva to Tizay. Can you imagine? Sm- no, <laughs> I, I mean, I have no sense of distance, but that seems like a long ways. <laughs> so long. That's like two and a half hours by train, if not more. Oh my gosh. So a bike? I couldn't imagine. Also, that feels very Presbyterian of him to travel from Geneva to another place. In a bow tie. In a a bow tie, (laughs) exactly. The town uh, was then located within unoccupied France, just beyond the line of demarcation from the zone occupied by German troops. He bought an empty house where for two years he and his sister, Guinevere, hid refugees, both Christian and Jewish, before being forced to leave Tizay after being tipped off that the Gestapo had become aware of their activities. In 1944, he returned to Dizay to found the community, initially a small quasi-monastic community of men living together in poverty and obedience, open to all Christians. And that's, this is all from Wikipedia. Um, 
but I had no idea that I mean could you imagine just feeling so moved to buy a house to just help people like that's some major bravery and faith yeah it's pretty amazing and brother Roger so that was 1940 and I think he lived until Mm -hmm. 2005 and his his death is infamous and tragic and controversial um and so he I mean that's what 65 years of serving this community and it could have been longer and so it's he was a very like when you go to the Tizé store they have their own little kind of gift shop where you can buy books and souvenirs and candles and icons um, postcards there's a lot just about his life and it's translated into lots of different languages and um, you can also purchase his own writings so like his diaries so a very influential figure who's shaped a lot of this type of like worship around the world um it's cool to hear that this started because he was moved to help people and save people yeah Mm -hmm. it seems like any man any presbyterian man whose name has roger in it (laughs) is just incredibly loving and caring and makes the world a better place (laughs) i never thought of that before that's so cute (laughs) we're talking about mr rogers if you haven't realized yeah (laughs) what was mr rogers first name fred fred oh god yeah thank you yeah (laughs) All I could think of was Craig, and I was like, nope, that's the Craig. president's name of a uh, prince. <laughs> Craig. Craig. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Since the late 1950s, many thousands of young adults from many countries have found their way to Zay to take part in weekly meetings of prayer and, refle- and reflection. In addition, the Tze brothers make visits and lead pilgrimages, large and small, in Africa, North and South America, Asia, and in Europe as part of their quote-unquote pilgrimage of trust on earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, and I know that, yeah, they have a lot of um, conferences. I feel like it's usually somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, and I think, isn't it, don't you have to be, is it 30 or 35? Like it's to go to Tze, like they really want it just focused on, on youth. Yeah. I think the cutoff age, um, for being a youth participant is 30. And then once okay. you're over 30, then you can become a leader of a group of youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could be, let's say you're in a group of 29 year olds, but you're the only 30 year old, you have to sleep in a separate facility. And you have to be instructed as like the leader of the group who's responsible for their logistics. And, you know, if something gets like lost or stolen, you know, you have more responsibility, but they're pretty firm about that cutoff. Mm-hmm. You're the more adult to your adult. Exactly. <laughs> Which 30 seems so young to me. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's funny. Like if, like, like you were saying in that instance, like if you're just a few months older, you mm-hmm. know, than some of your friends, then you're on. <laughs> automatically put in charge even there's though there's like little difference um babies leading babies truly (laughs) oh and I meant to add too that in the worship there used to be sermons 
they used to have sermons, but because of all the international um, mm. visitors of people of, you know, so many who spoke so many different languages coming through, it kind of became, well, not kind of, it became in, in, inaccessible to a lot of people. Like there was a big language barrier. And so they changed it to singing of the Psalms and they mm -hmm. have those songs in so many different languages. Um, like the at the store that Maeve was just talking about, uh, you can buy yeah. some of the songbooks and they have just all the languages, like the languages yeah. I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, let me, I'm looking at it right now. I have a the songbook with me, which is just oh. called Chance of Tize. And then it's a yellow cover. It kind of looks like something you would make or see in elementary school. It's like a very oh, simple rectangular yeah. book. And um, it's held together with staples, like that's its binding, two staples. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, like- Should uh, I go get mine too? Yes, please do, show okay, and tell for each other. <laughs> I'll keep talking about the structure, okay. And there are like 170 pages, 169 songs, um, dozens of languages, some that, yeah, like Sarah said, I had never heard of before. Mine's orange. Oh, oh! I chose the yellow, I think. I think you could choose which color you wanted at the oh. time. You have a lot of sticky notes in yours. I do. Cute. Yeah, it is very like elementary school um, book that your teacher put together, which I think gives it a certain yeah. kind of, I don't know, charm yeah I mean I I think it's part of their commitment to simplicity and obedience and poverty that you were saying mm -hmm. before um the brothers make pretty much everything that is sold um not not everything I, I probably not postcards but definitely the ceramics the books you know mm -hmm. like um so a lot of items are handcrafted and because of that because they've kind of cut out the middleman if you will um everything is really priest. pretty inexpensive the monk the middle priest <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> so yeah today is a nice a nice place because besides the travel it's very i mean it doesn't cost anything to mm -hmm. eat there or stay there as far as i know um but you pay in labor yeah i think it might be like so ten dollars a day or something like that but it's oh okay maybe not maybe i'm wrong about i that. don't know i just forked over my <laughs> check and was like you do what you, what you will Take my money, please. <laughs> yeah. um yeah and it's interesting too because they don't take donations and so if you want to support them you mm -hmm. have to buy something from them which on one hand right. i get but i'm also like if you don't want to like accumulate stuff you can't give you can't give them anything monetarily that's true I guess the idea is like spreading the yeah, word I guess you know and so maybe you could gift it to someone and they're like where did this lovely um little egg holder come from if you want like a hard-boiled mm -hmm. egg in the morning um that's the gift I got my oh. mom <laughs> It was like two euros. Incredible. Um, where did this come from? Oh, I went to Tizay this mm -hmm. summer. 
Yeah. True. There's always a story connected to it. This egg holder was made by a monk in France. That sounds pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> it is pretty cool. That's the coolest egg holder in all of, uh, in all of the continental United in the Midwest. States. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Should we talk about maybe some uh, like terminology, perhaps like what is a what is a volunteer, Sarah? What is like a participant? Like, what's the difference between you and me going there and a volunteer? That's a great question. So from what <laughs> I remember mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that the volunteers are there for long term. I think it's right. a month plus, several months plus. Yeah. Um, I think so, up to a year. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And they are, yeah. So they live there. They, I think, they have separate housing that they, that they have, and mm-hmm. they are in charge of. They have more responsibilities, and they're in charge of leading the pilgrims, the participants um mm-hmm. and yeah. like chores um mostly chores I feel like is their main mm-hmm. task mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did I miss yeah. anything I don't think so there is an option if okay if you go there and you decide wow I actually would like to join this religious community as a monk um you can stay you have to prove like your commitment by being a volunteer mm. for a year and then they start considering you um I can share a little anecdote about my volunteer supervisor I worked kind of like stocking the kitchen um and that's a good job <laughs> it was a really good job well we did have to clean out drain pipes which was less good uh and there were bugs and stuff but it was fine um gross. yeah gross and he I think he started when he was 37 or 38 at say, um, and he had to convince the brothers that he like because they usually don't allow volunteers who are that old which again is not old um, but mm-hmm. they normally wouldn't but because he wanted to become a monk um, he was like no I want to make this commitment and I want to start off as a volunteer and so it worked out for him but anyways yeah so he's a monk now at Tizay? Maybe. I don't know. This was in, when did I visit? It was late May. It was right after graduation. Um, I think he moved there in November, December. Okay. So he probably has like a few more months. And then he's, I don't know. I guess he'll like graduate to <laughs> monkhood. I'm not quite sure how the process is. Baby monk. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. It is cool. But a few of our friends have been volunteers, like Brody, who was on two previous, three previous episodes, right? Jesus Christ Superstar, Godspell, and our second one. Nuns. Sisters, nuns, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Long time listener, yeah. third time participant. <laughs> <laughs> what are, so what was your chore? Let me tell you, we had the bathrooms. Oh, mm. uh, Sarah. And 5.5, I think that's what they were called. 5.5? I don't remember. I just, my 
my volunteer leader was named Charlotte and she was from somewhere in the UK and mm. she was in university I think yeah. I think in like in grad school studying mm-hmm. religion in France around the time of the revolution oh wow anyway That's I just followed what Charlotte told me to do and where sure, to sure, go sure, 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 sure. so the week the reason that I asked about small children (laughs) (laughs) is that when we were there there were several groups of rowdy high schoolers rowdy teenagers from france and portugal and somewhere else Mm -hmm. and let me tell you the bathrooms were nasty um for people who get easy queasy easily i would skip 15 seconds <laughs> oh no <laughs> because i didn't see this but two of my friends did who were also on bathroom duty haha <laughs> duty with me oh um, good fun. they found a giant turd in, in one of the showers and had to like squish it down into the drain uh, or like rinse it down into the drain and clean it up. So <laughs> that, and there was just like, mostly it was just like a lot of hair um, to clean up. But that was, that was the worst of it. Yeah. I will say I never cleaned the toilets, but I did use the toilets and the- for whatever reason so we started off with like 200 people in today and then like I felt like each day there were more we ended up with over 500 and so it was very quick um yeah and the toilets were pretty brutal by between days like four through seven I think (laughs) it's like how did this happen so I could see I could see what you're describing uh happening Mm -hmm. even though that wasn't in a toilet (laughs) yeah and I went yeah, I went in March and there was like mm-hmm. fewer people there, yeah. a lot fewer people there, maybe like a few hundred. Mm-hmm. It was already gross. So, I mean, that's the nice thing as even though the weather was freaking freezing mm-hmm. and it was like rainy a lot, there yeah. weren't a lot of people. So. That is nice. That is nice. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. My job, I worked in Economat, which is what it was called. Oh, yeah. Um, little house. They, yeah it was like a little house behind the kitchen and we did everything that your group the bathroom cleaners couldn't do in addition to like um stocking food keeping track of lists checking temperatures um for the freezers and yeah it it was stressful at times it was also like very labor intensive a lot of like bending over and lifting heavy things and pushing stuff with carts um we also cleaned out so at Tizay, it's all like communal creating food, making food, and then serving food, eating all together. So they use these giant vats, like industrial size, silver vats. Um, and so our job was also to scrub those. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty busy. We found that bats, not to be confused with the vats, bat with a B, had infested the ceiling of the communal we found a um a little uh shriveled up baby rat I mean bat yeah it was kind of sad um but 
that was our clue. And then my volunteer supervisor who wanted to become a monk, like tapped the boards one day and they scurried and he could hear them. He had awoken the bats. Um, it was fine. None of us swooped down, but definitely like a safety and a uh, hygiene hazard. So uh, don't let this dissuade you from going to say I'm sure it's all fixed now, but well, yeah, I, <laughs> or not. But that's part of the experience. It's yeah, very, it's all the about bats are monks now. The bats are monks now. They've been there for a year. Mm -hmm. They've done their service. What were some of the other volunteer positions? You could like help people, basically place people into their jobs, place where people were sleeping. Um, you could be in charge of cleaning up after service. There are three services a day. Mm-hmm. Also doing dishes after meals. Um, dishes, cooking. There's a welcome center, which I can't mm. remember what that's called, but working at the welcome center. And then Oyak is one of, it's mm. like the social building. It's where you can buy like beer. Be <laughs> I was going to say pads, but like beer and pads is what they sold, like things that you need. And then also uh, foods. Mm -hmm. And there, that was the only place with Wi-Fi, which like rarely worked from my experience anyways, but um, not a bad thing. So yeah, lots of different jobs, basically everything that you would need to support a community that is 200 to 500 people large, if not larger sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that in the summer, they run out of housing for people. And so folks have to camp in like the fields oh yeah they did that too by choice not because there was a lack of housing but people will I mean because people can drive or take the bus and so they take That's their true. camping equipment and they yeah there's like a designated field for that because there's lots of fields mm -hmm. where you can just kind of hang out and daydream and read and pray and whatever frolic yeah frolic but yeah I was not about to <laughs> Absolutely be outside not. in March in the freezing cold in the rain absolutely not no get indoors <laughs> no was it cold like was it well because we were pretty hot most nights but... I was literally wearing um long underwear 24 7 <laughs> oh my god but I'm also kind of a wimp when it comes to oh me too, cold, me too. so yeah. I would have done the same thing yeah constant blankie over me me trying oh. to create like make soup with a blankie yeah I had like at least three layers on at all times mm -hmm. so yeah mm. should we talk about kind of the core of today which is the music that's probably what it's best known for heck yeah heck yeah so how would you describe like a typical today song mm. well they're based on the psalms mm-hmm mm -hmm. Um, and they're very repetitive and it's mm -hmm. like Maeve alluded to earlier in the episode, very chant-like. I almost said mm -hmm. enchanting. <laughs> they are kind of enchanting. They are kind of enchanting. Um, yeah. And they're just very, they're very simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. They're also, as we said before, like it's an intentionally international community. So mm -hmm. like when I was there. There are a lot of French people, a lot of Germans, lots of people from the U.S., and then others kind of just scattered around, but that, those are like the biggest communities mm -hmm. there. So it 
draws people from all different types of parts in the world and the music really reflects that as well mm-hmm. so it's very typical to even go to a to say service in the united states and like maybe half of the songs are in english maybe but probably mm-hmm. fewer than that mm-hmm. i went to a to say service in buenos aires you did? Uh, yeah, Gosh. did I not tell you that? <laughs> if you did, I forgot. That's incredible. What was it like? It was like? really lovely. It was very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of the songs were in Spanish. Oh, I mean, there's enough to do. Maybe some were translated. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it was really lovely. So this is what we mean by like international. Like mm-hmm. you can find it anywhere you go. You really can. You really can. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if there's like a Tizé directory, you know, like in the world, where is a Tizé oh. service near me? That could be, let's take on that project. <laughs> our next, <laughs> our next project. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any, do you want to move on to like favorite songs? Sure. We can do, I see you wrote CPE. So I was wondering what that oh, was yeah. about. Well, so did you like have favorite songs, Maeve, that you liked? Um, yeah, I, well, I came in with some of my favorites mm-hmm. um, and I added two. So I think my three favorite mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. um, one is, I think it's German, Live Medina Nade Bayuns, which is like, I think it translates to um, rest your soul in us maybe it's rest rest our souls in you you know I'm not quite sure um (laughs) and there's Ubi Caritas classic Mm, you hear that every time you go to a today service Moname Se Repose which is Mm. a French like my my soul rests in God um and then every again as I said before there are three services morning midday and night and on the weekends, they're um, they're like Eastery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. the week the week follows the essentially it's like a shortened version of the Passion, and so every mm-hmm. Friday there's um there's this service with the cross, and you go up and kiss it. That can't be right. Is that right? You kiss it, I'm or you do sure. something. Maybe yeah. just surround it. Anyway, so not only are you I don't like remember f- anyone kissing it, but maybe that's a COVID thing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so like not are only are they following like the larger liturgical calendar, but each week is also a tiny version of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm, Sorry, mm-hmm. I interrupted you, but no, no, you're fine. I'm glad you I'm glad you explained that. But it seemed like in almost every worship service we had, we would sing Veni Lumen Cordium. And there mm. are several versions, so they would change them. But I became really familiar with that as well, because I was singing a different iteration three times a day <laughs> for yeah. seven days. Um, yeah, so those are those are some of my favorites right now. What about you, Sarah? Um, well, I used Tizé songs a lot when I was called in like late at night when Mm. I was doing my chaplaincy my hospital chaplaincy internship this summer um to like center myself Mm -hmm. um and to kind of like 
get in the right headspace before I met some family in crisis. Um, mm-hmm. And so because of that, my, my top three, um, because they've had like added meaning, are de noche iremos, mm-hmm. um, not a te turbe, mm-hmm. and within our darkest hour. Oh. Um, yeah, so a lot about like, I don't know, those are all kind of sad ones. Um, Mine are all about souls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De noche iremos is like, within our darkest hour, we will still like search for God, something like that is, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but that's the sentiment essentially. Um, well, recently, one of my favorite songs was Jesus Remember Me. It goes like, Jesus, remember me when I come into your kingdom. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. I one. do too. But then I started thinking about it and I, I realized that I like, don't agree with the theology in it because I'm like, how can Jesus yeah. not remember you? Like, we're like, you know, oh, we're the that's whole true. point. Yeah. Like, God would create mm-hmm. just one of us, like the whole creation, just to hear one of us say, I love you, you know, which is, hmm. I'm taking that a quote from uh, Teresa Avila. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, I, I like it because I, I think there's like the the wish not to be abandoned by God that I think a lot of people go through. Um, but then I'm like, well, of course, God's mm. not going to forget. And if the kingdom of God is already on yeah. earth, then like, yeah. well, you know, exactly. we're already here. Mm. So yeah I don't love it's it's still very powerful to me when I think about it and I can imagine being in a time of trouble and being okay this is really meaningful but also the theology is yeah not quite what I agree with either Hmm. oh I looked up the (laughs) the song the German song I referenced and nade means um mercy not soul but you know, God's soul is mercy. Come on now. Mm, so true. Mm. So true. How very Presbyterian of you. Thank you. <laughs> and also, I mean, it first translated as grace, which is even more Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. Have we ever? <laughs> what? Have we ever had an episode where we didn't talk about John Calvin or grace or Presbyterianism? <laughs> Maybe the Halloween one, Battle of the Halloween movies. Oh, maybe. But even that, I'm sure, I'm sure (laughs) little Johnny boy had to make an appearance. (laughs) Not that I don't like it. I just think it's like very on brand for us. (laughs) It is very on brand. It's very on brand. Yeah. Listen, we're taking ordination exams. We're in the process. It's on our minds. Mm -hmm. And you're going to ace yours, this exegesis exam. Thank you. (sighs) Those graders won't know what hit them. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, okay, so CPE, you went and that would help center you before you oh, met with yeah. the patient or after? When I was like driving, 
um oh yeah I had like mm-hmm. a 15 10 15 minute drive yeah um so I think because at least when I got called in the middle of night there would be kind of this like rush of adrenaline like oh someone needs me like I have to go and then I would have to Mm -hmm. remember not to come in like super hot like oh you know right let me help you because that's super intense and like not the energy that (laughs) people need but you're called to that energy because it's like crisis mode and you're never quite sure what you're getting into right I mean there's a reason for it like there's a reason for that adrenaline but I remember one time I didn't come in and center myself like I didn't center myself Mm. before coming in and I really freaked someone out (laughs) oh really yeah they were like oh god uh the chaplain's here Uh, (laughs) I had to like cool it Mm. a little Mm. bit (laughs) yeah today's very good for centering Mm -hmm. and just feeling peaceful there's something so peaceful to me about just like making noise with other people Mm -hmm. and when you harmonize it's like feeling that at least I feel like feel that in my chest you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's really unique I just had a service today at my divinity school Uh, well I didn't lead it I was a participant and um, it was called joyous noise and so we were all given chants and um there was no sheet music like one person started the chant and then we all just kind of followed along wow and it was incredible like I don't know if you want to be around great singers go to seminary or divinity school Mm -hmm. because folks are so trained Mm -hmm. even if they're not trained they just have so much like spirit when they do it and it was really beautiful and it reminded me of today Mm. it's like this is this is like a non-religious form of today it's the chanting and community and repetition that's so beautiful was it was it some Hildegard no it was it was all more recent like 21st century Mm -hmm. yeah I think some UU stuff one from a queer Jewish composer which is pretty cool nice yeah a round of row 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 you wrote (laughs) (laughs) 99 bottles on the shelf (laughs) Mm, can you imagine (laughs) (laughs) a tenebrae service that's just 99 bottles oh my god and then like the stamping of the feet stomping (laughs) (laughs) we're like what's happening moving upon us exactly do you have any prayers or texts I didn't prepare anything I do have a book of daily prayers and I think you can look them up it's in Spanish so it's supposed to go with the liturgical count. Oh, look at this. I have a little postcard in here. Would you look at that? Hello. Where's I that? I didn't even know that was there. That, um, that was in Switzerland when oh. I visited my mom's pen pal. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love these though. They help me understand the liturgical calendar better. Mm. I feel like that's an ongoing process. Mm. Um, there are some prayers that you can find on the Tuesday website, although I will worn the website is it's kind of old you know it's functional but it, it feels very much of its age like 10 years old yeah like um, it was made by a volunteer about 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. which is probably true yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it is what it is I mean it, it works is, but it's yeah. not it's nothing fancy was it's, there anything you got from the Tizay store other than um oh you didn't get the egg holder I did is there anything <laughs> 
<laughs> so anything you got from the today store like a book or whatever that's meaningful to you you know seeing your prayer book I'm really sad that I didn't buy one of those because that looks oh. really good and I love more reasons to follow a liturgical calendar you can get it from giamusic.com g-i-a oh. gia gia are you sure oh, it's gia, not like john knox <laughs> westminster press, westminster press. <laughs> erdman's Rapids, <laughs> <laughs> <Grand Rapids>, michigan <laughs> man if you know you know this is the deepest of all cuts <laughs> such a deep gut <laughs> oh god you know I don't think that's the first time we've made that joke either or at least I've made that joke <laughs> no so good um to say prayer okay I can I can look this up on my own time but um so you you like to use the the book based on the liturgical calendar yeah I do and then I also got a book about um like God's Anger mm. and that was written by a brother who was from Philadelphia originally wow West Philadelphia and born and raised in the monastery oh I spent the rest of my days <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds interesting I mm. bought a little candle mm-hmm a little candle holder mm-hmm. and a bunch nice. of postcards. Oh, I did buy many postcards. Mm-hmm. There you are somewhere in my room. Mm-hmm. I sent some to family. Well, Sarah, would you recommend someone going to Tizay or would you give them any like advice or suggestions mm. if this is their, their first time there and they're just as eager as we were in 2015 and 2016? young people 2020 but when we were children oh first I, see year what you're college. I see what you're saying okay I was like babe that's not what we graduated <laughs> little do you know <laughs> you went back for your second <laughs> oh my god <laughs> when I say I have a BA in Hispanic studies and English I meant I two BAs <laughs> One English, one Hispanic studies, different institutions. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? (laughs) No, (laughs) I can't. Too much. Anyway, um, you know, I think for me, this is something that I perpetually have trouble with, is that Mm. I expect big emo- uh, big emotional spiritual events to happen when I go someplace yeah. special especially places that people have said were very impactful for them and mm-hmm. they had like a mm-hmm. lot of spiritual experiences there and so mm-hmm. I had that expectation going in and there were definitely it was definitely hard for me to kind of experience to say without that without that expectation because I was like right okay I'm doing all the praying and the singing and now mm. I'm waiting for God to show up <laughs> yeah um so I think that was really hard for me um and like mm-hmm. you know if you go to the and you don't have some big spiritual 
event take place or you don't find it super moving, that's also okay. You know, yeah, like it's not for everyone. I know mm-hmm. sometimes having a super strict rhythm to the day also feels, you know, confining to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I think that's what I would say. Just allow, give permission to yourself to, to know what does and doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. I think that's great. That's, I think that's really generous too, because mm-hmm. some people will come back from today and have kind of a study abroad transformed oh, yeah. me attitude. And it's, I'm like, are you really being genuine, Jessica? I assume someone <laughs> named Jessica, Jessica is saying this. Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's okay if you, however you feel you feel and it's a new space and um it can take a while to acclimate to a new space so even if it's a good experience Mm -hmm. if you don't get that like my life has been changed Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with how you practice your spirituality it's um it's lots of little layers Mm -hmm. you know yeah and I found to say much more of like a community building Mm -hmm. experience um of course it was still very spiritual to me but that's kind of my takeaway. It's like, how do we sustain community adhering to these values that the monks have of simplicity yeah. and obedience and poverty? So that's really lovely. Yeah. And also just beware that uh, cheese will be eaten at every meal. That's oh, not yes. a beware. That's an excitement. <laughs> what's what's a, a promise, mm-hmm. a hope? Oh, yeah. that reminds me. One of the things mm-hmm. that I really appreciate about Tizay is they had a whole vegetarian option they do they do and they they do have some gluten-free and some vegan as well I mean you have to special request it Mm -hmm. and you know varies in quality um but a lot of it is vegetarian yeah and I feel like the vegetarian meal was usually better than the honestly yes so honestly yes if you're a vegetarian or have dietary restrictions you should be good to go yeah, and there's also a market, you know, 15 minutes from Tizay, and so that was pretty good. Like, if you have to stock up on food, you can. They usually provide, like, fiber and fruits and grains and cheese, and so you're getting that little pyramid you learned about with or without meat. <laughs> um, you'll get hot chocolate in the morning, mm. but get butter lemonade hot lemonade oh my gosh yes that was really good I thought I thought I thought so too some people didn't like the lemonade I was I like know. who are you I would always get seconds when they would leave the the like uh whatever bowls out oh heck yeah mm-hmm. mm. any any final thoughts about today I would love to go back before I'm 30 or maybe once I'm 30, take a group. (gasps) I could see myself doing that. Why not? We should take a bunch of, well, maybe a few. (laughs) Like (laughs) Davidson (laughs) people in ministry together as a retreat. Oh my God. Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. I can imagine. We should, yeah. If you want to be part of our retreat, our mystics and vulgar community. (laughs) let us know email (laughs) a gmail email (laughs) get us up on the gmail (laughs) 
I think that's all I have to share about today, but I'm glad we got to debrief it. And um, hopefully this was helpful to someone. If you don't know what to say is, or you're trying to get more information, or maybe you're planning a trip and you're like, what do I expect? Maybe this was a good resource for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, sorry. don't let us know. <laughs> yeah, Don't tell us. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> tell your therapist. I don't, I don't need to do that emotional labor <laughs> well well thank you for listening everyone mm-hmm. thank you sarah for potting with me <gasps> thank you may for potting with me we oh are just gosh. two whales in a pod <laughs> is that what <laughs> mm-hmm. uh thank you to motion for our beautiful intro outro music you can find them on Spotify and I'm sure Apple Apple Music and YouTube, maybe, anywhere. Twitter. Why not? Uh-huh. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also follow us hey. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Maeve has curated a lovely Tumblr page <laughs> over there, so go check it out. You can also email us at mysticsandmolder at gmail.com.